0: Hello and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie, And I'm Tanya. We're both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably
1: over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 48. Today we're talking about three goals for the school year. We'll also share highs and lows from our teaching week, a work
0: smarter, not harder teacher tip, And in our Coda section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So now it's time to talk about some high notes and low notes (laughs) from our teaching week. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go? Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, we're recording this on a Monday
1: because yeah. we got we got kind of thrown off of our schedule because we were both in California. Yeah. Doing a fantastic. Um, we were part of a of a wonderful uh, conference, yes. the Kern County Music Educators, in Bakersfield, California. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll talk about that in a sec. But um, yeah, so I guess the teaching week would have been just today
0: oh well we can can we talk about last last week okay well
1: last week is a dim memory in my mind because today kind of blew uh
0: can (laughs) i say that that's fine
1: okay uh well no not all of it today was okay i i was in my mountain school today um everything is fine but oh my goodness just when i think i have seventh and eighth grade like on my side no not so much then, it's
0: only your second week with them. I know, but... The honeymoon's over. The,
1: honeymoon. Yeah, okay. That was the honeymoon? Good times. Anyway, um, they just won't stop talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're driving me crazy, and I'm tired of sitting... Uh, uh, okay, I, I've been teaching a long time. I can handle this. It's just in the moment when the things that you think that will work don't work because it's a different group. Yeah, an age. Yeah, it's just kind of I think I'm on a middle school learning curve. Yeah, and I I know that it just takes I don't know Experience and time and I I'm I'm trying to build relationships with the kids and all of that But honestly today they walked all over me, right? They just They just would not stop talking. There was a lot of standing around waiting on my part And um, I did remove one student from the room completely, and I really just should have had others also um, sitting on the side writing out think sheets. And I didn't um, procure my think sheets. Like, I I have them at school, but I don't know where, and I can't turn around and, like, find them in the middle of everything. Yeah. And not that that's going to solve all the problems, but um, anyway... It was it was a struggle today and yeah. I'm still kind of uh not happy about it. But anyway, that's real life. That's how it goes. Right. And I'll figure it out and I better figure it out cuz I will see them again
0: tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just it's just, you know,
1: something I got to figure out.
0: Yeah. I hear you. Anyway, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, it <laughs> send your uh um, Send your good vibes and yeah, sympathy and good. your tea and Juju. sympathy. Send me coffee. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so there you go. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll keep you updated. Sorry.
0: Yes. And you? Uh, Hi? Low? <laughs> well, okay. So it's a high slash low. I say that every time. So our schedule has changed in such a way that I get to see the kids more often. Yay. Which is Great. But today was the first day of that. And, you know, anytime there's a major change, it's Our hard heads on kids. explode. Yes. It's hard on kids. It's hard on adults. And then it's hard on kids. And especially when you work in a highly impacted school where kids really need structure. Not saying that all kids don't, but these kids really need structure. Mm-hmm. They had a major change to their day today, which led to some really challenging behaviors as well. So I'm Ugh. also having a little bit of the Monday Blahs. But it's a high in the fact that, like, I mean, like, the class, some of the classes I saw today, I'll see again tomorrow. Like, it's a wacky schedule to even try to explain. But basically, I'm going to see them either for an hour every three days, which is awesome. Wow. Or the little ones I'm going to see for 30 minutes, either three or four days a week but for 30 minutes. Ah. Depending on the rotation and how the days land and blah 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 blah. But I'm excited. I'm going to get to see them more often. I just want to get through this like stage of oh my gosh, our heads exploded because our schedule changed. Yeah. But hopefully this is what it'll be for the rest of the year and I'm excited. So like when I'm planning, you know, my 3rd through 6th grade lessons, I'm really able to just do more with them in mm-hmm. an hour, obviously. Like, And I'm really thinking about ways to do more things with technology. And this is kind of our, our main theme, too, so I'll save some of these things for later. And um, more stuff with instruments, just more, more, more. And um, really give them more time to dig into stuff. So I'm excited about that. So that's a high. That is awesome. And then, yeah, just as Tanya mentioned, I just want to say a high personally for both for of us. For both of us. And professionally was being able to present um, in Bakersfield last weekend. It was so
1: much fun. Yeah. And, and we w- met so much, so many wonderful educators. We
0: did. Really gung ho, crackerjack educators yes. who are ready to. And you know, they just have do all a the
1: growing Kodai program. They do. Over in Bakersfield, yeah. so if you are in that area. It's Check happening. It Check it out.
0: Yeah, it's at uh, CSUB, so that's California State University in Bakersfield is good, where they have one. That, yes. yeah, that Kodai program. So, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And shout out to you, Tanya. You had a presentation the weekend before that. I don't think we've recorded since then. Have we not? No. Oh, yes. And in Grand Junction. With the
1: wonderful music educators in Grand Junction. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it was a great time, and... Uh, there were a lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of sorry teachers, and when I say kids, I mean there were co- there were some college students that yes. showed up too. Awesome! So um, that was great. And then, um, yeah, I'll be in Arizona this weekend. Maybe we'll get this podcast out before that. And Hopefully. then um, you will be in. Fort Collins, Colorado, on the last weekend. Yeah, the 28th of September 2019, in case you're way in the future listening yes. to us.
0: That's um, true. <laughs> and, and I will be in Oklahoma. So, yeah. yeah. Lots of things on the
1: horizon. So, that's been a big high for us, yeah. is that presenting. Yeah. And now it's time for our main. which is three new ideas for the year or maybe not new ideas but new things to new things we'd like to focus on other people's
0: ideas that we're stealing
1: (laughs) not new to anybody (laughs) but us no (laughs) stuff you've all done before
0: and better than us and
1: better than us no no no, no, just start listening to murder podcasts right now instead
0: oh yes yeah no
1: no don't do that anyway (laughs) eventually do that i guess
0: after you're done with this after
1: you're done with this all right, so we're just going to go back and forth with some of these um, ideas we want new yeah. to us ideas.
0: Yeah. All right. Kind of think of it as goals, just new things that we're both trying to right. incorporate into our classrooms this year.
1: Right. But we're trying. I'm. We're, we're trying to kind of steer away from the word goals. Yeah. Because goals are, well, I mean there is there is a time attached to it because it's for the school year. Right. But I am not yet ready to get super duper six, specific.
0: Well, that's what it is. This is our phase yeah. one. We're just going to be general about this. Yes,
1: we are going to be general about this. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I will start. All right. I would like to incorporate more student choice yeah. in every lesson. And I have, of course, had student choice in a lot of my lessons, but it hasn't been. I have not intentionally sat down and within my lesson plan said, okay, and now when what choices do the students get to make. It's kind of just been an organic thing. Yeah. And off, and you know, honestly, a lot of the student choice comes up on the fly for me. Sure. But I think I really want to be a lot more intentional because I know that when students have choice, they have agency over their learning that they have more Mm buy-in and they are happier about what we're doing. Yeah. And so I really want to set it up so that every single lesson, every single Grade level that they get um, at least two choices, big choices oh. of what's going on.
0: Are they as a class or as they a class. every single individual? Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, it could be like one choice as a class, and then we could have, you know, some individual smaller choice things like right. what family of percussion instruments would you want to go to, right. that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, I, I need to think through this a little bit more as I look at each specific grade level. Yeah. Cause I, I want it to be appropriate to the grade level. Right. It's not like I'm going to walk in and say second graders, what do you want to do now? It's not right. that well, it's, right, right. it's just more of an opportunity for students to, to like make choices and um, even the way we play a game for example, cause I've mm-hmm. noticed that when I do that it's, they come up with some very interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll have the chasing on the inside instead of the outside. I mean, just just small things that really gets them excited about doing something, the same thing, in a new and different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Well, um, okay, so then my first one I'll talk about is, is related to that. I also want to include more student choice, but I also want to be intentional about differentiation. Yeah. And this is something that I know is hard for us as music teachers just because we see everybody. And we don't see them all day, every day, like a classroom teacher does. So part of it is gathering that data to know kind of where they're at and, you know, It's also hard, I know, for me, like, I might have a kid who does great rhythmically, but Mm -hmm. really struggles melodically, or vice versa, although it's usually they're great rhythmically and struggle melodically, or they might do really well with singing, but they struggle with fine motor, and they struggle with instrumental stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not only just kind of knowing your kids in general, it's also knowing specific skill-wise where they're at with everything. Mm -hmm. That's hard, but I think think it's possible, and I think if there's ever a year that I'm really going to try it this would be a good year just because we're, we're down in our student numbers, unfortunately. But I have smaller class sizes and I'm seeing the kids more often because of that. So yeah. this is a good year for me to try this. And one of the things that I'm really going to try to embrace even more, you've heard me talk about it, is Seesaw. I really love using Seesaw. Um, our older students are all one-to-one on Chromebooks. Our younger students are all one-to-one on iPads. But then I also have my own set of iPads in my room. So, Wait, so
1: at school, they're one-to-one iPads for the younger students? Yeah. It, really? Yeah. I thought every school had to, like, pick a platform.
0: No, we decided as a school, well, it was one-to-one iPad for a long time at my school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're a Title One school. We got a lot of extra funding at one point in time to do this. And then just a couple of years ago, they decided to transition to using one-to-one Chromebooks for 4th, I think it's just 4th, 5th, and 6th right now because when they do state testing... They do that on the Chromebook, oh. and so they wanted to give them more experience on the Chromebooks. Yes. So, anywho, the point is, between the Chromebooks, the iPads, and everything, I have access to all this technology. I want to be using it more, but using it thoughtfully, right. not just like, here's an iPad, go nuts, obviously. So, anyways, that's one of the lovely things that you can do through Seesaw, is when you create assignments, you can choose whether you send the assignment to the whole class or certain individual students. So if I'm doing like a rhythm writing exercise, I might give certain kids a more challenging one and some kids, you know, a more easy one just so they're successful at their own level. And that's so easy to do with Seesaw. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you can also do choice. I've done it both ways where I choose which ones the kids do, but then I've also done like where there's a folder of activities and I tell them this one's going to be worth five points. This one's going to be worth two points. You can choose which one you want to do. And, you know, and let them kind of have that choice too over which one they wanna to do to, to show their their learning. So mm-hmm. anyways, I'm still still learning, still playing, but it's a it's a great way to do it. So yes. that's what I'm gonna be working on this year. Awesome. All right. Okay. Number two for you? And number two
1: for me is really something that I should have done last year because it was something I had on on the mind because we had looked at and read and did a book study on world music pedagogy. Mm-hmm. And it was such an excellent book and came away with so many wonderful ideas that I just did not implement. Yeah. Um, I just, it it just got away from me and I got, you know, mixed in with other things that I wanted to get done and there were just some setbacks. And so I really want to get back to some of these ideas of implementing some world music. And a lot of this is spurned by my um, 7th and 8th graders Mm -hmm. because... I've only seen them for five days, six today. I don't know. I don't know if I can count today. Today was kind of something I don't want to count. Um, but <laughs> today never happened. Today didn't happen, everybody. Um, so with them, I I kind of started them off with I needed to see where they were with their rhythmic skills and singing skills and instrument skills and all of these things. So I brought in some surefire singing games. Yeah, and. They're all, like, from other places besides the United States. Yeah. So I kind of went on this little world music tangent where we were on purpose, you know, exploring some songs and games from other parts of the world, and they had a little assessment after their first five days of music, Mm -hmm. and that worked really well. But now I'm thinking, okay, well, we can keep going with this, and we can do more of the listening to authentic recordings and um go there go from there so i really want to build some lessons or just i mean they have lessons in the book you know Yeah. and i just would really like to do incorporate some more more world music not just with seventh and eighth graders Mm -hmm. but with all grade levels i haven't decided exactly how much with everybody but this is a starting place for seventh and eighth for sure
0: yeah yeah that's awesome um i Uh, For my second goal, I'm really looking at providing my students more real-life music experiences as well. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I'm focusing on... Field trips this year. So, um, this is my fourth year at my school, fourth year at, in this district, um, after having transferred in from another district. And you know, every do- school and district does things differently, and it just took me a while to feel like I was ready to tackle field trips and all the 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 things that go with it. Cause it's a lot. It's a lot of work to yeah. put together. But um, I I've looked into it, and so this year at this point in time, my plan is hopefully to take all of the fourth graders to go see the symphony because in fifth grade, that's when we choose band and orchestra mm-hmm. in our district. So I really want to give them experience beforehand so that they're knowledgeable about the instruments before they choose. And then I'm, I'm coordinating this with our current band and orchestra teacher. He's going to bring all of his band and orchestra current kids along with on the field trip. So ah. we get to co-coordinate that. And then I'm also trying to take, there's another, um, youth concert that our our local symphony, the Colorado Symphony, does um, called Drums of the World. Yes. And I've taken students from my old school there before, but I want to specifically take my fifth graders because I am doing kind of my own version of... World music drumming with the tubanos and the djembes and different drum ensembles. So I thought that would be a really cool thing for them to do. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to put together all all of the things for the field trips. But yeah, um, I think it'll be a good year to do it. And I'm really excited to be able to bring the kids out of our school and get them into a concert hall and experiencing some of that real life music experience. Yay. Because especially my kids, they don't get to do that. Right. Ever.
1: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> very often. You got to bring it to them. Exactly. All right, and your number three, Tanya? Oh,
1: my number three has to do with um, this new-to-me school that I am at. Uh, This mountain community, they've had a different music teacher and art and PE teacher um, for several years in a row. They get a brand-new person, a brand-new person. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be there next year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I might be traveling to a different school in addition to my homeschool, but I will be traveling. I think that's a a for-sure thing. But meanwhile, I just... I'm kind of feeling for this school and this community because they haven't had a music teacher who has been there for years and years and years who can build things up, right? So it's it's nobody's fault. It's just the way it has been. I would really like to build the musical community. I mean, there is a musical community. I just don't know what it is yet. But um, I would like to bring them more together with music, events Mm -hmm. so there is i am gonna aim for a concert um in like late november early december and i do want to do some things with music in our school month with my second school so that we can have uh parents or community members who are in the area come in and share their talents and i just would really like to highlight music in this community yeah because i don't think that they've had that um, for a really long time. Yeah, um, I'm also trying to build up some more instrument, uh, instrumental materials and other materials in the music room. They do have things for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, there's there's so many things that that would enhance the music room whether I'm the teacher there or not. So I'm trying to, you know, I have an Amazon wish list and all of those items are for my second school. And I need to put together a donors choose, and I want to look into grants, because uh, it would just be nice for this school to have their equipment that just lives there all the time, and they they deserve all that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm building musical community and and instruments and all kinds of materials with the second school. So that's my yeah. my final yeah, that's goal. A,
0: that's a big one. I but, know it's
1: going to yeah. be kind of hard because by the time, um, I do some of that. I mean, I don't expect like everything that I would like to happen, happen as far as building up their instruments and all of that. Um, I probably won't be there next year, but, Yeah,
0: that's frustrating, but that's
1: all right. Cause they, that whole, that those kids, they deserve, you know, to have all that stuff oh, yeah. that any other school would have totally. too. And they have a lot of it. They, I mean, they have some of it. There's just some things that I'm like, Ooh, wouldn't it be cool? If they had their own set of keyboards, for example. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, my final goal, it's going to be back to technology again. Um, again, because I am fortunate enough to be in a school where... My kids have Chromebooks. Well, fourth through sixth graders are one-to-one Chromebooks. I really want to start incorporating um, Chrome Music Lab. And I, I mean, I'm going to be quite honest. I don't know much about it yet. But what little I've explored, I've seen a couple of the... There's different functions of it. Mm-hmm. Some is more just kind of playing around. And some is more just experiencing music and watching more or less like little videos of music in a way. Yeah. But there are a couple. There's like a song maker one and mm-hmm. there's like a rhythm maker one that I really want to start incorporating and using intentionally. And just a shout out because I just listened to it today, um, Alien Miracle of the music room. Just, I listened to it today too. Yeah, yeah, just had a podcast um episode come out about five tech tips for the music room, um, and she talked about Chrome Music Lab. So that kind of got me excited about it, and I was playing around with it today a little bit and thought, this is something I definitely want to use. So, yeah, just in a very specific, intentional way, making sure that the kids have opportunities because it's there and it's free, Mm -hmm. and I think there are definitely ways that it can be included you know, other than just, here it is, play around. I mean, well, there's a great time yes. and place for that. And, and I'm I'm I have sure had there
1: there kids do the, here it is, play around thing. Yeah. They probably know more than I do. Yeah. But while we're at it, I want to give a little shout-out to Midnight Music. And I'll put the the link in our show notes that she, um, Katie Wardrobe, who runs Midnight Music, and it's for, uh, tech for music teachers. Mm-hmm. She put together a blog post about fifty plus lesson ideas for the Chrome Music Lab.
0: Cool. I'll have to check. That and out, I was for sure. kind of
1: perusing that. Um, can I just make a little, sh- a little side note? I don't know if it's me. I thought I'd ask. Maybe other people out there have noticed this. When I do let the kids play around with Chrome Music Lab, um, there's been a few times. It seems like the kids. Okay, there's, there's a certain type of kid who are um, really entranced by the oscillators.
0: Yeah, that's not my favorite. It is not uh, my favorite. Aspect and of it. And it
1: seems like the students that I have are, who are a little more, I don't know, um, uh, boisterous? Yeah. Boisterous. I'll that's say that. That's a good word. Uh, <laughs> my students who are a little more boisterous, they really love the oscillators. Yeah which are boisterous.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I feel like before I really do you know start giving them actual assignments and you know structured things there probably will be a day where I just let them play because you kind of have to let them get it out of their system. They're going to want to find it. They're going to want to make all the obnoxious noises and then say okay there's going to be times where you might earn free time on Chrome Music Lab. Right. But next time we use it we're going to use it more intentionally. At the
1: end of my escape room this was my go to. Oh yeah. Go to Chrome Music Lab. Yeah. Cause it was just and
0: just have some fun, with so that. easy.
1: But then there was a lot of screeching in the hallways, yeah. and I'm like, "What's going on? <laughs> it's the oscillators, yeah, which are like screechy theremins."
0: Do your kids, um, or do you have a set of headphones in your room that they can use? You know, box?
1: I don't. But all of the the students, at least at my second school, um, all the middle schoolers, they have to have their own headphones. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: at my school that's the expectation too, or at least. A lot of kids choose to bring their own because they're on their Chromebooks so much. So that's something I can just start getting them used to doing. Yeah, I mean, if they're already used
1: to having that with their Chromebooks, they probably have to have their own.
0: Yeah, that would certainly make it a lot less annoying. This is the first year at
1: my home school where the fifth graders are going to be issued Chromebooks.
0: Oh, right. This hasn't happened
1: for us yet. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: And our fifth graders are also going to be getting a new set of Chromebooks. They're the touchscreen kind, too. Did you know that?
1: Oh, well, my high schooler... He has a touchscreen yeah. that he got in high school. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. pretty swanky. So, yeah, all this technology coming our way, and I'm kind of like, if our district's going to spend that much money on it, I do feel like I want to use it. But, again, using it intentionally, not yes. just, uh here, just go play around on this. There's a time and place for that. But yeah. I, I, I'm definitely going to check out this this uh.
1: Midnight Music. Yeah, is that a blog
0: post? It is. And it's awesome because there's so
1: many ideas. Yeah,
0: and I know a lot of people out there are already using it, so I know it'll just take a simple search on my point to to find the awesome stuff that's already out there. But, yeah, if you have specific ideas for Chrome Music Lab that you have really enjoyed doing with your students or things you want to try, feel free to send us a message. I'd love to hear about it.
1: Yep. And now it is time for our work smarter, not harder teacher tip. Yeah. It's always so easy to say work smarter, not harder, but then you really got to say, what exactly does that entail? What does it mean?
0: Oh, It means me doing less work. Well, yeah, I mean, but (laughs) in this case, especially in this
1: case, let's hear a very specific example.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh, it's technology. I'm sorry, people. I swear I do other things besides technology, but this is what I had prepared to mention today. So I'm sorry. So, um, I I, did already say this. I I got a new set, new to me set of iPads in my room. I got 30 iPads in my room. That is insane. I know. This is, I mean, our school just has an abundance of technology coming in through grants and through all sorts of extra Title I money. That's awesome. Yeah. So, If you need to
1: donate it somewhere else. Right. So,
0: the iPads that I had been using in my room, they were at the end of their life, is the term that our district uses. And then you get a death screen. Yeah. I mean, I got the death screen. They would not even connect to the internet anymore. So, like, okay, fine. Brand new iPads to me. But, I mean, they're not brand new iPads out of the box, but new to me. Anyways, the point being that, of course, all the apps that I wanted to have on there were not there. Yeah. So here's my work smarter, not harder teacher tip is um put your kids to work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Child labor. So um I ended up having this extra sixth grade class. It was kind of like before I was gonna start the next unit so to speak of lessons. It was last week on Friday. And I thought, you know what, they're gonna help me set up my iPad. So I put a list on the board. I said These are all the apps I need you to download. And so in our district, there's a specific place that they go to download the apps. They're not going to the app store, but there's a self-service place. Right, right. um, That's all approved apps for the district. And I said, here they are in alphabetical order. When you're done downloading all of these, smush them together, put them in a folder, title it music. Oh, and Seesaw, I want you to drag that down to the dock. And they're like, okay. And so they each grabbed like two or three iPads. And within 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it was done and I was like for me to have spent all that time you know sitting there sitting there and they loved it they were so they felt so proud you know because again they're the sixth graders they're the oldest kids I said, I really need your help with this. You know, all the kids in the school use them. And I just, I don't trust anyone else but you guys to really make sure it's done right. And they were so jazzed and so excited. And then, um, of course, the carrot at the end of it was, well, then you guys get to be the first ones to play on it. Exactly. So this was the time where I just let them go nuts. So garage band and Oxy and some of these apps that they just love to play around with and make beats and different tracks and looping I just said go for it. Have fun. And we just had a really nice chill day So So just yeah, don't forget, you know free child labor (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) okay. I have to
1: put in a little um, interesting aside though because you were telling me about this and I think it's great uh, and You had the sixth graders do that. right? And by sixth grade, a lot of these kids have already had so many experiences with tablets oh, yeah. and they're moving things around. Yeah. And then I was telling you about how I tried to put some kids to work, yeah. and they were fourth graders. Yeah. And I had made a, a, a fresh set of rhythm tent cards, you know, right. where you, you <laughs> fold it in the middle. Yeah. It's cardstock, and you fold it in the middle, and it's a little tent, so kids who are looking... They can, you know, from either side, you see the rhythm going the correct way from right. left to right, all that. So I had made some new rhythm tent cards. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't f- folded them. And I thought, oh, no big deal. i have the students do it, right? Yeah. So I had fourth graders, and I passed everything out. I was like, please fold this cardstock Look, there is a faint gray. And it's not that faint. There's a gray line down the middle. You need to fold it down that line. Let's put it on the floor, corner to corner. They can't. Oh, oh my gosh. Man, that's I was so frustrated <laughs> at the end of class because some of them were fine. But I'm like, what hot mess. Yeah. Kids, they can download all the apps. <laughs> they, they can, can put all, all those that. apps in a virtual folder. Yeah. But they cannot fold... A piece, uh, a piece of, of paper. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So
0: work smarter, not harder. <laughs> with caveats, be careful what work you're asking them to do. I was
1: just so, like, disappointed in humanity. I yeah. was like, oh,
0: my. Oh, oh well. and then uh, I have to share this little tidbit, too, because I just thought it was funny. So, you know, they had this time to play, you know, on, on the and iP- the apps just for funsies. Right. Did for you like... hear a lot of oscillators? Oh, well, no. They didn't have Chrome Music Lab going. Oh, had... good. <laughs> Oxy and garage, you garage band. band. Well, anyways, one girl came up to me and she's like, I'm bored. I'm like whoa I'm giving you like free iPad time she's like I don't care and I I was like
1: all the time well here's
0: the other thing I need done I need a pencil sharpened she was like okay and she was super jazzed about sitting on the floor in front of my pencil sharpener and sharpening all like a fresh batch of pencils so just you know the real manual labor yeah the, the new fun time exactly I don't know I just think you know kids like to be helpful you know, more they times do. than not, they do. So don't be afraid to give them jobs that <laughs> you don't want to do. <laughs> hey,
1: That's uh, my wait, tip. one more little thing. What, oh, yeah. What's Oxy? I don't think I know
0: Oxy. Oh, what is that? Oxy is um, it's like another looping software where they create beats. Oh, so okay. It's, it's like squares, and they're is it free? it's free. From Ooh. what I know, at least I mean through our district, we get it through our district. So it's one of the approved apps in our district. Okay, we'll have to put a link so, to it. yeah, A U X Y. I'll be honest, a- I U-X-Y? haven't A U X Y? Did I okay. spell that right? A- no, A-U-X-Y. No, you said you said
1: Oxy and I was thinking Oxy. A U X
0: Y is how it's spelled. Um Oh, you're right. It is yeah, Oxy. spelled Oxy. So um yeah, it's just, I, I haven't done a ton with it, but the kids like to create beats. It, it sounds very techno, you know, for them, or dubstep, or whatever you call that kind of music. I think dubstep is out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what I'm saying, it's but um, the kids like it. <laughs> you have, The one thing that they drive me crazy with with this one, speaking of the oscillator, is they'll stack it really, really short, close together, and literally it starts to sound like, like a machine gun, which you know. Oh,
1: I know. They do that on the Band. Yeah,
0: they do this with Oxy, too. So I, I have to give that speech once in a while that it really needs to sound like music. And if it doesn't sound like music, you're not using it appropriately. Well,
1: Carrie, music is only organized sound, you know.
0: I know. And but that
1: machine gun sound. There
0: is no way I'm going to let that sound be happening in my music room, because that sound does not need to be coming out of a school. So there yeah, you go. I totally without agree. Without being political, that's all I'm going to say about that. I, I mean, agree. not that anyone would disagree with that <laughs> statement. I, I think we should <laughs> hear. Yeah, no, I. That's the one thing that annoys me about Oxy. But other than that, they just like creating beats with it. Okay. So yeah, good to know. Check that one out. And now it's time for the Coda section.
1: The Coda
0: section. Uh, We're going to give a personal or professional recommendation. Tanya's going to go first. I am. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I say
1: so. Yeah, I'm going to go personal. I've been pretty professional lately. (laughs) So now I'm going to go personal. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. Okay. Because i got to drive. You have
0: a lot of driving. Yes.
1: Um, And... I have also been bringing um, my daughter to choir rehearsals, which are far, far away. Yes. So there's a lot more time in the car, and we've been listening to audiobooks. Well, we've burned through all the Harry Potter, okay. you know. Um, as of this past summer, we've, we've heard them all. I mean, mm-hmm. we've read them, and we've listened to them, Yeah. which are such an excellent... Once you once you have that Jim Dale experience, yeah. you just have to oh, have so good. such... Your, your your standard for audiobooks is just goes way up. This is true. So we, a few months ago, I hope my daughter doesn't hear this, we listened to an audiobook that was a, a kid's audiobook. And it was um, it was about a boy in his afterlife. It was kind of Harry Potter-esque. Okay. And it just it drove me nuts. I was just, I couldn't wait for it to be done. It was just so, it, the book wasn't good, the narration wasn't good. Anyway, I don't know why I'm complaining about this because I want to talk about an awesome audiobook for kids Okay. that um, I just, I loved, you know, as much as I would love like a regular old audio adult book. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's called The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. And it is set in World War II. The main character is a, a little girl. She's like 10 years old. Her name is Ada and she has a club foot. Oh. And she lives in London with her brother and her mother. And her mother is extremely abusive oh. and keeps her pretty much in one room. Okay. And is embarrassed by her because she has, you know, this this club foot. Mm-hmm. And her little brother Jamie, um, Ada takes care of a lot of the time. Anyway, they decide to get on the train with all the other kids who are being uh, sent out to the English countryside because... Because World War II is happening, and a lot of the families in London sent their children away because they were convinced that, um, and and it was true, you know, London was bombed a few times. Isn't
0: this like the beginning of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, too? Exactly. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, this is familiar to me.
1: Yes. Except for in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you just don't hear about the war.
0: No, they just mention, (laughs) like, mother and father sent us away because of the bombs. Exactly. Like, oh, okay.
1: And this is what happens in this book, too. Yeah. Um, And it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking um, because there's a lot of hard things that,
0: that
1: you know, these children go through. But it is so good and it is so well read. Um, And
0: good for your daughter's age because she's 10. She is
1: 10. The interesting thing is that the, like, she couldn't take a, a, they they take SRC quizzes. They take these quizzes uh, in fifth grade. Uh Uh-huh. To, to show that they've read whatever book, and they get to choose their own books. And this book, the subject matter is, like, really heavy. Sure. But the reading level was not quite at her reading level, so she couldn't use this book, but we enjoyed oh, it. It doesn't okay. matter. I mean, you read for pleasure. It doesn't matter if you could take a quiz on it. Sure. Uh, yeah, but no, I just
0: meant, like, topic-wise and just everything. It's think pretty, it's per- I
1: think it's perfect for, like, fourth yeah. grade, fifth grade. Right, but know that it's grade. also
0: some heavy content.
1: Yeah. Okay, but and you yourself enjoyed it. I myself enjoyed it, and it was just really, it's, you know, complex characters with complex feelings, and this main character, she's she's. You know, kind of an emotional mess because she's been treated poorly, and there are times when great kindness is shown to her, and she feels really conflicted because she's just not had that experience.
0: Yeah. So it
1: is such a good book, and there's a sequel to it, and we're listening to the sequel uh, right now. And I'm trying, oh, it's called The War I Finally Won. Oh. And um, I just strongly recommend it, especially on audiobook, and it's interesting because I. I was talking about this book to one of the grade level teachers at my new to me school um, because it was on a day that I had come in. I had been listening to it in the car on the way, and I was just talking about this book and talking about it. And this morning I saw her at the copy machine, and she said, Oh my, I have to tell you, I just finished that audiobook, and I was just, it made me teary, and it Aww. was so good. And oh, anyway, God. so I'm not the only one to think so. All right. Yeah. Nice. And what about you? Oh, my
0: gosh. I have a personal, and I also have a book. Does it so have to do with more murder? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I finished a book not too long ago that I really enjoyed. It is called uh, Woman in the Window oh. by A.J. Flynn. You Wait know, a minute. Or A.J. Finn, excuse me. Wasn't
1: your last one the... not nah, not the girl in the cabin. No. <laughs>
0: There's lots of women and There's girls, women and lots and girls places. in lots of places. And, you know, for that reason, I saw this book. I thought, oh, gosh, another one of these. It's, I'm, why am I always so stuck in this genre? But it was really, really good. Okay. It was, I'm just, I won't say Another anything.
1: unreliable narrator?
0: Yes, but it was really good. I'm sorry if you're sick of me talking about this. No, these no, books, it's but great. There were, there was enough of a twist to it and enough of an interesting. Is it, know, will I be able to sleep to at night? Um, it, <sighs> I don't want to give anything away. It Mm really wasn't that scary. It was suspenseful. It was suspenseful. Suspenseful. And a little sad. Yeah. suspenseful and a little sad. That, that seems to be the way those go. I know, but this <laughs> one may be more sad than some of the others I've read. Okay. But anyways, yes, yeah, since I'm definitely on, you know, this kick and well, you know, it's
1: almost Halloween, so that's appropriate. I it mean, it's is. almost October. So. It is,
0: and then I will also add a, an extra little coda that I'm I'm halfway through the book that Tanya gave me for my oh. birthday, which is stay sexy and don't get murdered. Good because advice. My new complaint obsession is I've mentioned this already. The podcast, my favorite murder. Yeah. Yes. if you're into any of this stuff like I am um, you have got to listen to that podcast because not only is it interesting and creepy, it is also so hilarious because, not that the murders are hilarious, <laughs> but the way they talk about it is hilarious anyways, yeah. the book is, it's Uh, Kind of a double memoir slash life guide by the two hosts of this podcast, Georgia and Karen. And they're, they're just, it's a fun read. It's a quick read. So I'm halfway through that and very much enjoying that as well. Right on. So thank you, Tanya. You're
1: so welcome. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk.
0: If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Until next time, this is Carrie And this is Tanya. Wishing you happy musicing.
1: You should sing Old Town Road with this.